welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, I am joined by three guests, Dr. Andrea Liner, a clinical psychologist, Megan Fallon, an old friend of mine from, from work, and Jared Jackson, an old friend of mine from the Navy. For today's episode, we will be talking about dating and relationships in 2021. We'll be talking about what makes a healthy relationship. We'll be talking about how dating and relationships in general have changed over the past 20 years, over the past 20 years alone. So you guys might remember Dr. Liner from from a previous episode, which was a, you know, one-on-one interview. For this episode, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to bring her back and she's joined by a couple other people, and we're going to have a real conversation about this, as opposed to a classical interview. So I hope you guys enjoy it. In today's dating scene, what would you say are some of the some of the biggest challenges facing people in in modern day relationships? Dr. Liner, would you like to um, get us started with that? Sure. I mean, I think the the easy answer is just to say technology, because that I think is the biggest overarching theme. Um, But within that, I think, you know, with online dating and all these ways to connect with people online, it feels like there are endless choices. And so people's ability to make commitments and feel like they can settle down with someone without worrying about what they're missing out on, I think has skyrocketed. And in addition, when a relationship doesn't work out due to technology, a lot of times your ex or the person you were involved with, like you're seeing everything that they're doing um, on various social media platforms, or you're seeing friends that you have in common posting things with them. And you really don't get as much distance as easily in order to heal these days. Right. Right. Okay. Well, Jared, what do you think? I think the biggest difficulty for relationships now is like you said, social media, but playing the balance of trying to figure out what you want and what you need. I think that's a, a big, a big thing because you get in these relationships and you, you know, you get with the person that you, you think you want in your head and it end up not being a person that you need to be, you know, fulfilled. So I think the, the influence from everybody telling you what you should want and should have and what it should look like. I think that's uh, weighing heavily on society today and relationships. Okay. Okay. Uh, Megan, uh, what do you think? Um, so when I was in college, uh, Tinder kind of came onto the scene and from then moving forward to now, it's more like a, uh, dating is kind of like fast food at this point, like just in the early dating stages, you know, before it was kind of like you met people organically, you were doing something, you end up having a conversation and you're chatting But now diving into the technology side of it, you're able to just quickly, you know, that instant gratification of, oh, this person also thinks I'm interesting. Oh, we're going to have this quick conversation of like, hey, what's up, blah, 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 and a little bit of back and forth. But, you know, you you can get bored easily and just move on to the next person. So as opposed with as opposed to previous times where you had to, you know, take the time and you get to know the person, you're like, you know, maybe this isn't exactly what I want. You have that in the back of your head where you're like, well, if I don't really like this, I can just go back on to hinge or bumble or Tinder or any other site and find something new. You know, there's that, 
it's like a kid at Christmas, you know, they just want to open up all of the gifts. It's, it's not really, oh, I opened this gift and now I'm going to enjoy this. It's, oh, what's the next thing? I don't know what that is. I want to get to know that. So at least on, on my end, I've seen that happen a lot with people where it's just kind of like a game to see what they can do or who they can find. And if they get bored with it, they get rid of it. I mean, do you think that comes from, uh, like I said, people just trying to saying as like the grass is green on the other side and, and people are pushing, you know, don't settle. You hear, you know, amongst women all the time, uh, mm-hmm. don't settle, don't settle, you know, don't settle. But in reality, in a relationship, you're going to always settle. There's going to always be somebody better. You know what I mean? But you're going to have to settle with somebody. You know, you just try to find the best settlement for you. And uh, yeah. so like I said, that's another thing that's going on right now is everybody's telling everybody what what they deserve and you can you can do better and all that and even though you could that don't mean that's necessarily for you to circle back to what i was saying before yeah exactly and i mean like for example like my my parents have been together for 35 years and there's times that they go through some insane struggles that i i i'm like oh my god you know well, what is that and they're like well it's hard work you know i love that other person that other person is is my person and we're two different people and we have opinions that might not be the same but you know you care and you love and you and you compromise and you work through stuff and and it's just it's interesting to see that that um i i mean i 100 100% get the narrative of like if you're in a terrible relationship and they don't treat you like with respect and dignity and all of these things then yeah absolutely but it's like people get into this comfort zone and they're like oh well i'm not I'm not excited anymore. I don't have butterflies anymore. I don't feel that tingly feeling all the time. And it's like, oh, well, I guess I might not, I must not be in love anymore. And it's like, no, that's you, that, that is normal. You're, you're with your friend now. Like, and that's, that's part of what I think is like a big problem is everyone's just looking for that, that like lightning strike all the time, as opposed to being like, oh, this person is my, my, my best friend. I can just sit and we can just hang out and we don't have to have that tingly feeling all the time yeah and I, I think that that's everyone's chasing that high you know yeah I, I think I mean and maybe Megan might see this more as, as a female but like growing up with the Disney princess trope and things and some of the romanticized you know rom-coms and things of the 90s and 2000s like the, the values that we were taught and that your soulmate is supposed to be perfect for you and they're supposed to fit you in every way. And they're supposed to be able to take on every category of support in your life to be your therapist, your best friend, your confidant, your, you know, spiritual guide, all of it. And it, it's just not true. And so people, when they have unlimited options, the second they experience struggle with someone, even someone who earnestly wants to settle down and find their partner, the second something goes wrong, they think, oh, if this was right for me, this wouldn't be happening. I need to move on to something else. And I think that that also goes into our personal inability to be like, wow, maybe I need to, like, maybe there's parts of myself that I should work on. Like, it's very easy to be like, oh no, um, you know, what is that? There's like some quote that's constantly floating around the internet. Oh, like, it's like, if you can't, can't handle me in my bed. Yes. Oh my God. God. I, hate that. <laughs> I hate that quote so much. And everyone thinks like, well, you know, they should love me all the time and whatever. It's like, no, sometimes, you know, you have serious stuff to work on. Like, I know that like I'm actively working on myself all the time in relationships because I've been in bad relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to admit like, Hey, maybe 
a lot of the reason why these past relationships didn't work out weren't solely because the other person, because it never is, you know, unless, unless it's like drastic situations, but you know, it's a, it's a team effort. And if you have that mentality, which I don't know if that comes from, again, the 90 princess trope, uh, oh, well I'm perfect. And that other person should mold themselves to fit into my life. Absolutely not. You two people walking through the world have their own dreams, their own aspirations, their own traumas, their own issues. And if you believe that you're the one in the relationship that's perfect constantly, of course, you're never going to be able to settle down in a relationship. You're going to be that person that's looking for more. Okay. Well, well, Megan, um, something that I wanted to, that, that, that actually brings up, Mm -hmm. I I, I think um, in our present, in our present day, you know, so you have, there are certain, I think, for everybody, they they have certain things that they think uh, make make up a healthy relationship. So I, I'd like to get I'd like to kind of gauge from everybody what are a couple things that that kind of build um, are, are some good building blocks for a healthy relationship. And and, and Dr. Liner, um, do you think you could start us off there? Yeah. So I um, we use all our little therapist lingo all the time. So. You hear about red flags a lot. And so something we talk about is looking for green flags and green flags are things like someone who is willing to work on their problems rather than ignore them. Someone who is willing to take accountability, kind of what Megan was just saying, recognizing they bring their own stuff into the relationship and they actively communicate and seek, you know, self-care when they need it. So they're not taking things out on you. Um, Someone who respects your boundaries, someone who shares your overarching goals and values in life. You want to know you're going in the same direction with someone and really someone who follows through on their word and is reliable. That means a lot, like paying attention to those little things. Do they call when they say they will type things? Right. Right. Um, Oh, I agree with those, especially the one, the one about being accountable and just saying, Hey, I'll work on that. You know what I mean? I know I'm not perfect, but I'll work on that. Yep. Right. And following through on the the saying that you're going to work on that, because I mean, it's it's so easy to just be like, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, my own issues. I, you know, I have my own baggage. And yeah, I know that there's problems like being able to recognize that you have issues. Yeah, perfect. That's great. But being the person who's like, yeah, I have these issues and I know that they're like affecting this relationship or I know that they might and I'm going to actively start working on them. You know, instead of just being like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll I'll work on that. I'll try to be more like emotionally honest. I'll try to be more uh, open about my feelings and try to be more respectful. But if someone just constantly says, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Eventually, you're like, you're never you're never going to do any of that. So, you know, if you can't trust someone to stay there, what of that? Like, I don't know. A lot of it is trust. And so so actually right there, what would you say are a couple of you know, big issues that, yeah, I mean, I guess in your experience, doctor, what, what would you say are some big issues that uh, maybe red flags, you could call them that, you know, you may want to look out for um, as far as, you know, dating and relationships go? Yeah. Um, the biggest, biggest red flag I see is just when you don't feel like you can be yourself around someone. If you feel like you're constantly kind of walking on eggshells, on pins and needles, having to put your best foot forward, you're not able to let them know when something is bothering you or on your mind, that's the biggest red flag, Um, just a general feeling of safety and comfort. But I think when people 
consistently um, disrespect your boundaries when you've been clear about them, when people consistently don't follow through on promises that they make, and when people are clearly unresolved from past relationships is another big red flag. Okay. Okay. Megan, uh, what do you think? So on the note of the past relationships with not being healed and everything from it, I I think it's important to talk about past relationships. You know, there's this whole thing where you're like, well, you don't want to keep bringing up your ex. Oh, you don't want to like talk about that. And I, I thought that way for a really long time. I was like, you know, I don't want to bring it up. I just want to leave it in the past until in the relationship I'm in right now, I started realizing that there was stuff that I didn't even realize I was doing because of these bad past relationships. And it makes no sense to the person that I'm dating because obviously I'm not explaining it. So me being like, Hey, is this okay with you? Like, are you okay with this? And, you know, she'll be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, why are you asking me? I'm like, Oh, uh, cause yeah, that has nothing to do with you. That has to do with this past person who was so controlling and extremely manipulative. And I had to explain every action all the time. And for like, after I explained that, it's like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. But if I never talked about that and I just was like, I'm just going to ignore it and just put it away and like, try to pretend that part of my life never existed. It's going to just continue these weird patterns that make no sense to your partner because they're like, I, you know, I'm not doing that action that caused that. So I think a lot of that is, is recognizing the stuff that we've all been through because everybody's been through everything, you know, putting two people together, (laughs) you're going to have different personalities and different things that happen, but um, incorporating kind of like that aspect of ourselves being like, yeah, I have dated other people. I've been through some other stuff. These are the things that I recognize like that I don't like or that like have happened to me. And moving forward, it's like, I don't want that in this new relationship and we can work through that. But if you never talk about that or you never try to address the past um, emotional issues that you had with other partners, like I think that that is going to lead to issues way long, like down the line. Yeah. I, I think that's why I started um, my coaching practice focusing on helping people through breakups, because in my experience, like when you actually take the time to really process through what happened in that relationship, what was their contribution? What was my contribution? What are changes I want to make in the future? What are things I need to be on the lookout that I need differently than what this relationship offered me? The more processing like that that people do, the more successful their next relationships are. And, and they can have conversations about, you know, what they learned from their past experiences. Um, and I, I don't know if any of you follow, there's this um, Instagram account called The Holistic Psychologist. Um, her name is Nicole Pera, and she has this New York Times bestseller book right now, How to Do the Work. And she had a post the other day that was like rethinking relationship rules. And I love that she called this out. And she said, you know, it's a myth that you can't talk about exes because exes are what show like what your attachment patterns are and what you've learned and who you've become and grown to be. So it's important to learn that when you're kind of getting to know a new partner, you could potentially be spending your whole life with. Right. Yeah. And it kind of makes you look at your own, like own issues and like, how, why did I let myself be treated that way? Why did I allow my boundaries to get walked over? So, so drastically, for example, in my, my past relationship, uh, I was dating this girl and I got cheated on in my own house oh, on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. She's a peach, a peach. But you know, after that I was like, 
man, I really need to like reevaluate myself. So I didn't date anybody for a while. So I was just kind of spending time with friends and trying to work on myself and be like, wow, why, why did I let the poor behavior like lead up to that point? And it just, uh, again, like it kind of dove into my own things of like, okay, this is, these are past relationships that have led to this point of me being this person of accepting the type of love that I am accepting. So it, it's a, <laughs> a whole trip. Okay. Jared, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? I think I had a good look matching energy. So I never really had too many problems like with having to figure out flags. I think the flags that I do find, I, I can deal with like, uh, I don't know, bro. It's hard. It's hard to say because, it's, you know, like just being in the military, just the kind of person I am, I can, I can put up with a lot. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing to deal with a lot. And just if I see a red flag, I'm going to address it right there. Okay. But like, it's hard for me to just, if somebody asks me, what are your red flags that you look for? Because I don't think I look for red flags. I think they, you know, I call them as they come up. Like, oh, that made me feel uncomfortable. Why, why is that? You know, and dig into that at that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that absolutely makes sense. I think one overarching um, part of this uh, that I think everybody has kind of brought up is communication. Um, I think communication is, is key putting together, building any kind of successful relationship. If you're, you know, for whatever reason, you're not able to communicate freely to your significant other, that, you know, creates a problem um, right there. Well, I think that that alone, like, touches on a big issue with relationships in the military. Just from my experience, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where you're out of communication or, you know, you're underway and you can't, get a hold, like you you obviously can't send emails sometimes. And, you know, that ties into a lot of trust and communication. And then you got to think about your partner, you know, back on land, who's like, well, you know, there's stuff going on here. But, uh, you know, I I don't want to burden them with that because they're already out to sea. And I mean, just just from being in the military, the types of relationships I've seen in the military versus being out of the military are, are night and day. And I, I don't know if that has to tie into the lifestyle. I don't know if it, what it ties into, but it's it's kind of a, it's hard to see, at least like a lot of my friends in the military who have gone through uh, divorces or breakups or, or have cheated on their significant other while being out to sea. And it's, and, and then they come back and everything seems fine. And it's very common in the military. And I think it's because of that, ability to not have to communicate about things that are going on or the fear to communicate with their partner about what's going on. And I think you're right. That ties directly into the whole communication aspect of what a good relationship is. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, just more, I guess in a more recent sense, um, obviously we've seen a lot of, um, we've seen kind of the rise of dating apps, dating websites over the past 20 years, and these methods of communication, uh, more, more indirect methods of communication, um, whereas before they might have been, they, they might have come across as strange 20 years ago. Now they've become more the norm, um, very, very mainstream as far as uh, meeting new people goes. Um, would you say that this has helped the dating scene as a whole, or would you say it's um, hurt things and you know and and if so how would you say that well i'm 
I'm of two minds about it because on the one hand, I met my husband on Hinge. So I'm a success story from a dating app. Gotcha. So I'm grateful to it. But at the same time, I think it, pros and cons to everything. Um, I'd say one of the things I really like about dating apps is that, well, maybe not Tinder necessarily, but for the most part, a lot of dating apps, if you're on it, the it's because you're looking for some kind of form of relationship. Um, of course, that can vary on level of casualness to seriousness, but you know, pretty much everyone's intentions are clear and established just by virtue of being on the app. So it's not the same as like you strike up a conversation in a bar with someone, you really hit it off, but it turns out they, they have a girlfriend, they have a boyfriend and you just feel like you wasted your time and embarrassed yourself. So it kind of levels the playing field in some ways, but I do think that it can be hard because you can be juggling so many conversations at one time that people aren't always responsive in the right way. There can just be a lot of ghosting. There can be that, you know, on to the next thing we were talking about earlier. Right. Right. Megan, how, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I guess, again, there is the the two sides of that. It makes it easier for people to communicate, especially uh, during a pandemic when you can't actually like go out and meet anybody. You know, people were still talking to each other like via these dating apps. But I guess I guess I've just I've seen the other side of it to where it it just taps into that hookup culture that is kind of like really developed. and it almost makes it feel like people are disposable because yes. uh, I've, I've definitely used the apps because I'm a 30 year old in the modern age. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just, you know, you, you end up just like talking to a bunch of people and they're like, Oh yeah, maybe I kind of want to be with them. Nah, you know what? Get rid of that person. Like I'm one of the next person. And like, I I'm admitting that is definitely how I felt like in the past about those things. Yeah. And, and it kind of, it started making me be like, Oh my God, like, are these people real? You know what I mean? Like, are, are you talking to real people? Are they even like solid people? Or are they just making up this entire persona? But I guess you, kind of find that with just any type of dating but um I guess it is just sitting there just like swiping you know um you're (laughs) I've seen it a lot where my guy friends would just sit there and just like keep swiping like not even looking just trying to get as many matches as you can it's like trying to cast a huge net and be like whatever I can get like I'll try to talk to them and and if not like you know, excuse my language, but you know, like, fuck that. I'm out. I'm going to find another girl that'll just come over whenever I want her to. And then we'll just go about our separate ways. I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. Like you're just, you're, you're narrowed down to just a picture on a phone Mm -hmm. and some little like blips about who you are. And it's almost, uh, uh, it's almost like you kind of feel like what's, you know, someone's personality, you know, their values, what's inside doesn't really matter as much anymore. It's more about, yeah, you know, what's right there on the surface, right? Yeah. And it just, it feels like I'm just like in a, in a market, you know, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll get this one for a little bit. I'll get that one over there, you know, <laughs> eh. it's a little dehumanizing. Oh, it's super dehumanizing. And it's, it's my, oh, God. my honest opinion. So, I've never used personally one of those apps because I like just the, the feel of I have to in order to conversate with, a you know, what I'm saying a female that I'm attracted to. You have to feel I have to feel with, you know, the vibe of the conversation in order mm-hmm. to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, like you said, the uncertainty of you can spend three months, two months, six months talking to somebody on there and everything seemed good. And you meet this person. It's definitely not. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing like what you, you wasted all that time. You know, you could have been talking to 10 people, but at this point, you know, if everybody point in life, you get to a point where you're like, I don't have time to entertain this many people yeah. to try to find the right one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I rather everybody just, it's the same game. Everybody's throwing darts, right? Trying to hit, you know, trying to hit the balloon, but it's the, the way everybody play it is different. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'd rather throw my darts in person. So that way, hey, if something went right, I felt that off top. Yeah. It's not a question. Yeah. And uh, I think, honestly, the women control the speed of relationships in general. Just it, like once women decide to, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the old ways, right? We're going to make them, you know what I mean, chivalry and all that stuff back. If they decide to, every woman decides to do that, take a stand and do that, men are going to fall in line because men have not changed a bit. We do the same thing, and we and, and believe it or not, you know what I mean. It's, it's funny, but we really have it. Our game, our strategy is not the same. We have a mission, we have a goals. We have we have to make it work regardless, right? Women is kind of you know they find they're trying to pick a line between independent being independent and being you know in a relationship. And they everybody's I think again that's one of those society that's getting pushed. They want to be independent. You can be an independent woman in a relationship. You can have your own in a relationship. Absolutely. So it's just, like yeah. said, it's just a lot of stuff with those. And then, like I said, the, the time that can be wasted with those dating apps. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't take the chance. But like I said, everybody got their own way they play darts. <laughs> right. Well, we only, um, so we, we only have a couple minutes left, but um, I just wanted to put this out there and kind of see what, you know, see what everyone had to say. But is there one thing? that really comes to your mind, especially that you would like people to know and maybe better understand about dating and relationships in 2021? Oh, please be first. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm married. I got married last year. Right. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm going to tell you this, and this, this has nothing to do with my wife, but I know from just people around me, like you said, these military relationships around me, do not get married off of looks or pressure from anybody else. Don't get married for just love, right? Don't let love, oh, I love this person so much. I'm Let's get married. No, 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 mm-hmm. please. That is the common misconception. People don't talk about that. Again, they don't say that on commercials. They don't say that in the, on the, on the, <laughs> No, my, you know, not even my parents told me that, but that's because our parents came from a generation, you know, where they go stick through it regardless. But right. do not <laughs> get with somebody just because you fell in love. You can fall in love. You can fall in love with three people at the same time. And people don't believe that. But I'm like, yes, you can. It's, it can happen. So don't do it. Make sure your business goals line up, financial goals line up, your uh, morals and principles about raising kids and how you were raised line up, all that kind of stuff. Please just don't do it for love. That's, that's my only advice. All right. All right. Uh, Megan, how about you? Um, I guess there's two big things that I've kind of like realized. One, absolutely live together before you get married. For the love of God, do it. Because you have no idea what a person is like until you see them in the same room. Like they, their routines, you know, like are there things that you're just like, I can't, I can't live like this. Like, is that the point where you're like, I, I can't picture being married to this human being because they drive me absolutely nuts. Uh, in a living environment and um and two i think i found find somebody who just makes you feel very calm i i don't know how to describe it 
it's like, you know, you, you have the relationships where you're, you're, you feel butterflies and feel this excitement. And you're like, Oh my God, like I'm, it's almost like this obsession, like this high off of being around this person. But I found that like the healthiest relationships that I'm in, it's like coming to that person. It feels like a safe like spot where you can just be calm and be yourself and you can let down all of the walls that you put up for everybody else during the day. And you can just not even do anything with that person. Like, and you could, or you could do everything with them, but they make you feel this sense of peace and calm that maybe you don't find with other people. That's, that's my input for this. <laughs> I would agree with that a hundred percent, especially the last part of what you said, but um, Dr. Liner, how about yourself? Oh, I have so many. Um, and I love what Jared and Megan said, um, especially like love is not enough is one of my mottos. You better, line, you better line up on a lot of other things. But I'd say that my biggest thing, just for anyone who's kind of trying to navigate the dating world and is hurting because it hasn't worked out for them yet and is feeling low self-esteem or low self-worth because of that, I really just want to hammer home that in most cases, it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's a compatibility issue. And I tell my clients all the time, like, I love ranch dressing. I love chocolate. I don't love them together. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean it's like that. Either one, yeah. And just more often than not, if someone ghosts you or it doesn't work out, or even a long relationship ends, it's because of compatibility, not because there's something quote, wrong with you. Okay. Okay. That I mean, I agree with that too. All right. So I want to thank all of you for just taking um, taking some of your time and, you know, talking with me today about this. You know, I, I think, you know, this is something that some with some of the issues going on out there today, this is beginning, this is becoming a little overlooked and it's something everybody has to deal with. And, you know, I think a, a, a bit more knowledge and a bit more understanding, um, especially from people who have might have a little bit more experience in the areas of dating and relationships. I think that is warranted, especially in 2021. So I want to thank you guys for sitting down with me today. And I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank no you. Problem. It was fun. It was fun meeting y'all. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right. So that is the end of this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, you know, we got to sit down and, you know, talk about something that I think is important, um, as well, dating and relationships and not just about dating and relationships, but dating and relationships in the present day. Uh, I think a lot has changed over the years and it's important that we have honest conversations about these topics. Anyway, um, as always, if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to give the show a rating, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, um, Overcast, Podcast Addict, whatever it might be. Um, if you enjoyed this, feel free to give the show a rating, whatever you honestly think it deserves. Feel free to you know give it a quick review, whatever you'd like to do. With that, I have nothing more to say. I hope you all have a great day.